there is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to... The What to Watch Podcast. And welcome to What to Watch Podcast. Two guys watch too much TV. Fall preview edition. So, Jeremiah, how are you been doing? Pretty good, man. Man, it's been a long time since we've gotten together to do this podcast. Yes, life gets in the way, as they say. A <laughs> uh, little longer but, of a break than we thought, yeah. right? Well, yes, but uh, new TV shows did pull us back in. That's true, and uh, we, we can always get excited about something new to watch, yeah. since this show is basically about trying to find something new and exciting to watch, so why not at least cover all these new shows? Yeah, I think um, there was over 50 new shows this season, right? It was yes. a big list, I know that. Last year we did some of this, and I'm still watching Elementary. At least I got one show I'm still watching. Yes, Elementary turned out to be a very good show, and it's doing pretty well in the ratings from what I understand. Yeah. So maybe there'll be another gem in this season. Absolutely. That's all you can hope for. If you can find one gem, that's to me, is, is great because it gives you something mm-hmm. new to watch. And I've been on the outlook myself for a, a, a new comedy to watch since a lot of the shows I have been watching in the past are either been you know ended or whatever. Uh, right now, the only one that I really care about making sure that I do not miss an episode, of course, is Modern Family. But, and I, but there's, a few other, uh, there's a few other good shows out there, and there's I, definitely ones we're going to mention here in this show that right. we may be able to start watching. Uh, now that Modern Family's in syndication, I have caught several episodes. So Okay. I'm not really going in order because syndication usually doesn't air in order. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm catching them when I can. Yeah, I noticed that uh, the other day. I'm trying to think which station it is that picked it up, but it's it's playing it five days a week again. Or, yes. or now, so do you remember what it was? Is that TBS? Who was it? Somebody, somebody picked um, it up. Somebody's on Direct TV. Do you remember which station it like was? WGN or oh, really? It's one is of it? those, okay, Chicago one of station. those type of stations. It could be WGN. I don't think it's TBS or um, yeah, I don't think it's TBS. But well, for those of you who listen to this podcast, going, wow, you idiots don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Go it's go something. look. Go look online. It's out there. I you can find which station. What, I know, I know. Now? Hey, I'm the same way. I can't. I just we just watched an episode last night. I'm not joking. You mm-hmm. uh, was watching a, a rerun, and I can't even myself after watching it last night cannot remember which station it is. But it's one of those folks. So go out there, do a it's, search for Modern Family Syndication. Um, you'll you'll find out what station it's on. Now that DVRs are so prevalent and season passes you can set. It's kind of like sure. memory for your phone. It's like oh, what's your wife's phone number? I don't know. I always hit the one Mark's wife, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It's our, exactly. We've become so used to things being yeah. so automated for us. So, well, we're uh, up to episode thirty. Can you believe that? Yes. We at least done thirty episodes of this show. So. Yes. Hopefully, That's somebody it. out there is getting some oh, some enjoyment. Boy. They've probably Someone all gets... unsubscribed by now, though, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> we're probably we've just talking to ourselves. <laughs> this is all right. <laughs> Like, day one stuff now. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about some okay. of these exciting new shows. Uh, first of all, there's a few of these shows that e- either you've seen and I haven't seen or vice versa. So mm-hmm. a couple of these, you know, maybe just 
one of us will be able to comment on. But yeah. let's go ahead and start off with one of those shows that you've seen that I have not, and that's Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What do you yes. think about this show? I guess, first of all, we can start off by saying it's, uh, it's premiered on the Fox Network on Tuesdays at 8.30, uh, 7.30 mm-hmm. Central. Uh, first episode aired on the 17th of September. Program creator, creators, it looks like it's Daniel J. Is that Gour? Gour? How do you pronounce his last yeah. name? I have no idea. Anyway, Michael Schur, and then, uh, it's, of course, this is a crime comedy crime drama i guess i yeah. no, or comedy draw or crime comedy is what they're calling it mm-hmm. is, is that probably a good way to describe um, it i suppose i don't think anyone's fired a gun yet in this show okay but, uh, but it definitely seems like it's more on the comedy side they, from what you can tell well yeah they they don't show home life it, it's like law and order where they're at work okay it's an at work comedy kind of thing and they happen to be cops so it's Great kind of thing like that, and it's got a great cast starting uh, mm-hmm. uh, Andy Samberg and uh, Audrey Breyer, who I love by the way, and then Terry mm-hmm. Crews. Uh, so go ahead, let's Chris. Let's. I'm really anxious to hear what you think about this show. It, it, you know, Andy, Andy. You know, we all know from Digital Shorts sure. on Saturday Night Live. He didn't really do too much in the live cast, but um, I liked some of his stuff. And then when I watched the first episode, I was like, okay, we've finally gotten out of the office kind of mold where it's a film documentary crew type mm-hmm. of thing where you know the office was like that parks and rec is like that modern families like that you know right. several of them so it's just a plain old-fashioned sitcom essentially okay and um you know andy plays this very brilliant very well um you know he he closes a lot of cases he solves a lot of stuff but he's, you know, he's himself. He's wacky. He's crazy. He does stuff, you know, the way he wants to. And then things change. They get a very um, strict, by-the-book type of police chief. And the two of them, it's right now at the beginning, it's two of them butting heads a lot. Um, you know, like the chief wanted him to wear a tie. And, you know, Addy, Andy wears it on his waist. He wears it as a headband. He wear, You know, he... He tries to um, basically defy all of this, and finally he gets why they do wear the tie. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's because we're a team, and we should, you know, be, you know, kind of not really dressed the same, but I mean, it's a team thing. And so, but I like the supporting cast. Supporting cast is really good. Terry Crews is hilarious because he plays a guy who, um, unfortunately, after he got his kids, he was in an. Um, an incident that, you know, wasn't life-threatening, but he felt it, and now he's, like, too scared to do anything. He wanted the desk job, and he is extremely cautious about everything. So, okay. So it, it definitely sounds like the casts and, of, and casting characters I like, like pretty solid. I like character, yes. And they, they are all very good. How many episodes have you seen, then? Have you seen anyone that's aired so far? I've seen three. I believe that's okay. all it's aired. That so sounds about right. There should be about mm-hmm. three out by now. So, what about the writing and the plots and stuff? Have they done a pretty good job in this area? Has they, have they at least get you laughing or? Oh yeah. Um, what was um, the the secretary is hilarious. Um, the like the first episode that Chief calls her and he's like, okay, so tell us what you um, know about these people. And she's like, okay, first, so. Um, 
I'm going to need to be able to use this space for my dance practice. And this, mm-hmm. you know, she has all these demands. He's like, how about I don't fire you? She goes, that works. You know, and <laughs> that always works for me. <laughs> she's very, a strange character. Yeah. Um, basically they're the two detectives, the Andrea and, and Sandberg characters are both very good at what they do. And they're very competitive. Okay, so there's a little battle between there. Yes, they have a board. Builds up some good comedy scenes, maybe? Yes, there's a board of how many cases they've solved, and, you know, they're keeping track. And it's very funny like that. They have um, kind of a Dwight of the show. He's not very know-it-all, but he wears kind of that Dwight clothing, and he's very clumsy, and um, he has a crush on another of the cop who's a very tough female character. Um Hmm. But it's just a lot of fun. I mean, okay. you know, it's you definitely some characters would... from a sitcom. But right. you know, it's so least... you would definitely suggest this, then you think? Yeah, the writing's fresh enough that I think, even though you've seen all the archetypes in in many sitcoms before, mm-hmm. you know, you might like their performances of them. Okay. Uh, and the last question I have to ask you is, is this show you think, is it going to get renewed? you think this has got legs to continue on or can it's, we see a potential cancellation? It's Fox. So that is a real gamble, <laughs> but this is I true. think it's doing well enough in the ratings that they're not going to pull the trigger just yet. Okay. Very good. Well, I am. I'm intrigued. I'm a big Andre Breyer fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Andy, okay, yeah, some of his stuff's been okay. So I think there's enough there where I have considered it. I know even my wife said, "Well, maybe we should be watching it." So we might give it a, a shot. Then it's only three episodes in, so and I might even still have some somewhere on my uh, DVR. I might still have it on there because I've got the uh, Hopper, and it's you know keeps everything. I do the whole. Uh, what they call primetime anytime. So it records every single show that's on all Ooh, the big okay. networks. And it will keep them free for eight days. So I don't know if the pilot's yeah. still on there, but I might be able to at least catch one of the episodes. So, But uh, very yeah. good. That's Andre Breyer is a really a great straight man for Andy. The two yes. of them oh, play yeah. off each they other. They play off each other good. Okay, I'm, that's what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. Now, the next show I have on the list here is another one. You've seen, I have not seen, I've heard a few good buzzes about it, and that would be Sleepy Hollow, which, of course, aired on September 16th. It's another Fox show. This one is program creators, is well, long list of program creators. I don't know if I, we could mention all of them. Lynn Weissman, Philip uh, Oscove, Alex uh, Kutzerman, and uh, let's see, writers. We have also Alex is one of the writers on here, so is Robert it's a American fantasy mystery drama that stars Nicole. Now, how does Nicole pronounce her last name? Do you know how to pronounce her last name? I'm not sure. Mm, let me see. You know, Spain. Let's see. It's under the stars. And also, while we're figuring that out, Tom uh, Milson, John John Cho, and did you figure out how to spell Nicole's nice name? Now, I was surprised to see John in it. How 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 is this? I'm I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. It was on funny. Sleepy I saw Hollow. him. I was like, wait a minute. That's the guy from Go, um, um, go On. <laughs> yeah, for go, yeah, Go On. That's like, correct. Another that canceled guy, show. The boss. And that, I love that show. That was a great show. Oh, we, um, which, which one are we talking about? Go, go uh, On. Go On. I, you know, I was very disappointed to see it didn't last. I thought, I thought it would, to be honest with you, but it uh, didn't Me not. too. I thought Matthew P. Perry had finally seen... Yes, finally found a good run. show. It had a very good yeah. cast. John, of course, being on one mm-hmm. of them that was on there. I thought it had legs. I really was surprised to hear that it didn't make it, and I was very disappointed. I know. That 
that was a disappointment. But this, of course, is completely different yes. than Go On. This is, is uh, very mystery drama. Yes. So, so how was it? It. Uh... Um, I, I was going to take a chance on it because, like, have you have you watched Once Upon a Time on ABC? No, I have not. Okay, that show is a show. Now that both seasons are on Netflix, I will burn through a season really quick. But I don't want to watch it episode by episode. Okay. I wait till the season's over. It's either on Netflix or I rent, borrow DVDs or some way to see it. I can burn through it in like four or five days real quick. Right. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a Fox's, you know, hat in the ring of the whole fantasy retelling of a story. Mm -hmm. And I am trying to stay with it. It has turned into, have you seen the WB show Supernaturals? Supernatural. No, no, I haven't, but I know okay. what you're talking about. Both of these shows are what you're talking about, but I have fortunately never said to watch them. I watched a little at the beginning, but then it just got so, I don't know, over the deep end in some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid Sleepy Hollow is going to go down that path. So that's great for people who love Supernatural. It's great if they love American Horror Story. It's great if they love, um, even Grimm is a little darker than that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. It's very borderline for me. I like the concepts. I like the actors. I think it's a well well produced show. So okay, well that's it'll good. probably it again. It may even you like Fringe. You may like this. You know. Yeah, I think well a lot of yeah that's a good point. A lot of my friends online that that watch shows like Fringe and stuff, which of course mm-hmm. I was crazy about, as everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all watching it now. I haven't talked to any of them and to see how much they're enjoying it or not. But there is a lot of people that are watching it, uh, so it would be very curious to see. It might, it might be one of those things. If it can capture that audience, mm-hmm. then it may be able to continue on and last a little longer because you know that that audience is strong enough to keep shows like Fringe that was always on the bubble continue to keep right. it going around. So. That that's probably the audience I'm sure. Obviously, they're shooting for. So for their and sake, hopefully, it does well. I've already heard it's renewed, so obviously, a lot of people enjoy it. Oh, great! So, okay, well, there you good. go. That's that answers that question. <laughs> Whether or not it's going to last mm-hmm. or anything. Uh, but uh, so, do you are you afraid that maybe this writing and the plot might go a little bit too crazy? You think in the end for the average viewer? It, I mean, the I spoiler alert it's in the first episode it's explained that the headless horseman is one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse so it's like okay. already jumping off the deep end wow so, you already jumped a shark in the first episode yeah. huh? so well, I'm like how do you build up the second season from the apocalypse so, well I think they're just they're taking the whole sleepy hollow concept and I'm sure and just completely going right. out there in left field and making their own story out of the whole thing so i the, the when it, when they say fictional it's definitely way they really i'm sure taken some creative licensing and deciding how they were going to do this story right mm-hmm. so uh well i tell you what I, I i don't know if i've heard enough for me to want to jump right in there but i don't know maybe if a couple of my a couple of people come up to me on a regular basis saying that's really great another you know maybe i might check it out who knows but wait this is on nbc sorry i think i said something else but yeah Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it, it's it's definitely – it might be – like I said, I, I do like fantasy and things like that, so maybe it might be something I might check out. But, you know, I said that about Once Upon a Time, and I never did get into that show, so 
It's probably it, I say this, but it's probably empty words from me. You know, <laughs> there's too many I, shows to watch. I have to say, I do enjoy Once Upon a Time. It's on Netflix. Do yourself a favor and watch the first episode. I have to say, the the one drawback to Once Upon a Time, and it was the drawback from Revolutions for us, was annoying children characters. Oh, uh huh. And Once Upon a Time, their main character is a really annoying little boy, and so. If you could get over him in the first couple of episodes, they really start to focus on the other characters more. Okay. But, man, those first couple, I was like, oh, I don't think I can watch this. Well, I got a friend online named Daniel J. Day-Lewis who runs the Noodle Network. He does a podcast about it. He says it's fantastic. Uh, so, I, I, you know, there is probably something there that I probably would probably would enjoy it, maybe. So, yeah. maybe I'll do that. If it's on Netflix. Yeah, the first two seasons are... Okay. Um, those first couple episodes are a struggle, and but get through again, those and yeah. Okay, and again, the reason I watch it as a season is because they draw everything out. Oh, I mean, right? A, that could have been resolved if this was a film in mm. ninety minutes. Okay. You know, takes an entire season. So okay, very good. All right, well, maybe maybe I will do that. Check that show out. Okay, so another new show. Uh, this one, of course, is an American situation comedy that I have seen. Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris. You have not seen We Are Men? No, I did not see that one. Okay. Well, it first aired on September 30th on CBS. Uh, on Monday nights at 8.30, 7.30 Central, program creator is uh, Ron Greenberg. Uh, cast, of course, uh, it's got a pretty big cast. Uh, Christopher Nicholas Smith is in it. Uh, Tony... Um, how does Tony always pronounce his name? From Shaloub? Shaloub, that's right. Yeah. Jerry O'Connell and uh, Kale Penn. Great cast. Uh, like I said, it's pretty much simply to put is that Nicholas or Christopher Nick or Christopher Smith plays a character who his girlfriend at or his girlfriend and fiance at the time, Leasley leaves him at the altar, you know, uh, during their wedding uh, wedding day. Leaves him at the altar. He gets depressed and he starts to he goes to move into this little community where there's a bunch of men there. All 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 the main characters here, the both Tony's character, Jerry's character, they all and Cal's character, they all play these guys that are living in this community where basically these guys are all guys who have been through many different relationships and all of them have never made it work, right? For whatever reason, okay. whether they're just too much of a ladies guy and you know, can't stay committed to one person or whatever. So they all have these down and out stories now. And Christopher's character kind of comes in to this scenario, right? And mm -hmm. the pilot is basically about him thinking about getting back with his woman then realizes the last minute, of course, by the way, this is spoiling a lot of stuff here for you, but that he decides, you know what, I, I don't need to be with someone who is going to dump me on my wedding night. And so this basically sets up the story where this is going to be revolving around these these gentlemen who are living in this community together, just talking about how relationships suck, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where all you know they could go with it, but it's it's very it's very funny, at least from the the one episode I saw. It was definitely very funny. Uh, like I said, the very good cast. I I definitely chuckled a few times, which I can't say that for a lot for the a lot of the other comedies that I have seen this season for the new shows. This one I actually was laughing quite a bit during the episode. Not necessarily like 
just boiling over, chuckling. But you know, it, it was funny. I I was enjoying it. I thought it was uh, was pretty good. I think it was more of just because it's very character driven, which, by the way, is something that I think is the most important part to me when it comes to a situation comedy. Because you know, plots. Who sometimes really cares necessarily the plots? You mostly get invested in the characters and how these characters usually make you laugh in particular situations they get in. And so to me, if you don't have good characters, it's probably not going to work as a comedy. And I think this one has that. So, um, And a plot, you know, hey, I think guys will definitely appeal to this more than anything maybe because it just kind of – rips a lot on relationships and women and men and women, how they're very different and how it seems to be a huge struggle sometimes to stay together with one particular person and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty good. I would definitely give it a couple of stars myself. I definitely think it's worthwhile checking out for someone. If you're, if you're still out there looking for a comedy that is a little bit better than some of the other ones maybe you've already seen, I think this one is definitely Maybe not on the top tier. I mean, we're not talking about a modern family comedy kind of for me, but it's definitely in the middle there. It's a, I think there's enough there for me to check out more episodes. Okay. So what about you? What do you think? Was there – you still have thoughts about maybe checking it out or you think Maybe because I like Tony Shalhoub. I love Monk. I have like all the seasons on DVD. Right. Um, Jerry, of course, you know, I loved him in My Secret Identity and Sliders and – Oh yeah, movies he was in, and he's great. He's great. Those two, those two to me are the real stars of it. Uh, Nothing against uh, Christopher or Cal, but those those guys when they're in the scene, I'm usually laughing the most, and no surprise, right? Because those two, like you said, they're big time actors, and they're they're real. They're they're funny guys. I mean, Tony, you know, Emmy Award winning, right? Right. Actor. So I think if you're listening to this and you've debated about it. Tony is good enough alone, I think, is worthwhile checking it out because I think if you've liked his work in the past, you're probably going to like this. Sounds good. So. I might have to. Now, one of the reasons that that scared me off was its lead-in is the show Dads. <laughs> and Which... I had to just – I read some stuff online before it came out, and I saw the promos, and I was like – so this is now Family Guy live action. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we were going to talk about dads, yes. and I, it was so bad uh, when we were setting up our show notes, I completely accidentally left it off of <laughs> our original <laughs> list. Our original list had it on there because I have watched, sadly, Chris, I have watched two episodes of dads. And this show has taken 80 minutes of your life. It already has taken, back. yes, terrible. I listen. We don't even really need to mention anything about it. Let's just save the folks some trouble. Do not watch Dads. It's not really worth your time. And I really feel bad to say that because I love Seth and I love Giovanni. I was really hoping that it was going to be good because I like those guys, but unfortunately, it's not. It's terrible. So please save yourself some time. Do not do not waste your time watching Dads. I think it was terrible. So. Now, there's another show, I don't know, next on our list here. I'm not sure if you, I can't remember if you said you did not see it or you only saw the pilot, but uh, Mom, did you see Mom? I saw the what I believe is the pilot. My wife was just, I guess she had recorded it and finally had some time to watch it. Okay. 
I think the pilot episode, don't they, like... It aired on the 23rd of September. It's on CBS, by the way, Monday nights, 9.30, 8.30 Central. Stars Anna Faris and Allison Janney. Program director, um, I don't know how Eddie Grotsky, I think is how you pronounce it, but Mm -hmm. the main character or program creator you need to know is Chuck Lorre's involved. Right. Um, I, yeah, the pilot pretty much kind of sets up the whole premise of the show, Basically, Anna's character is um, a single mother uh, that basically is really down and out, and she is uh, has a, a crate. Basically, her mother is kind of it's basically taking two two care two mothers who are basically kind of really down and out, and they go to like therapy and stuff together. I'm trying to even struggle to remember everything from it. It, and I don't want people to listen to this and think, "Wow, oh, it must be really, really bad." I, from what I remember of it, because this is one of the shows I have not seen since it aired on the 23rd. I think I watched it like mm-hmm. right afterwards, so I'm kind of like really struggling to try to remember everything about the pilot. But the little bit I remember of it, it wasn't terrible. Uh, I think you know, since Chuck Lorre is involved, I always usually check out anything that Chuck does because you know he's he's wrote a, he's been involved in a lot of comedy gold over the years, and I always feel like you know when someone who's really good, who's had success in the past, gets involved with another pro, you know, another show, I definitely give it a chance. I don't think this is a terrible. Um, the cast is just okay for me. Um, not you know huge fans of either the the stars, but. You know, it's okay. I I would be I would not be surprised. This could be the first Chuck Lorre show that may not make it, but it it might it might. Mm-hmm. So do you? What do you remember? Do you remember anything for the um, pilot? I remember I was watching a clip of it again. I was working in another room, but um, Anna Fair is like um, her daughter is explained to the, the her little um, brother about she's gonna have a baby and. Dirk's talking, and then, like, Anna Faris' character, like, starts crying and says, oh, you're a better mother than I am, and then everyone starts laughing. I was like, wait a minute. It's just the appropriate time to be laughing? So, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And um, and then, you know, they're at the uh, um, gynecologist, and they're looking at the, you know, small little child, you know, as it's growing, and... Uh, I don't know. I never saw the dad. This is the first time I heard him talk. He's like, oh, I can't wait to his feet so I can, you know, make him some moccasins. I was like, what kind of character are they playing up here? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. And the synopsis says it centers on Christy, the character Christy, who's newly a sober single mom who tries to pull her life together in Napa Valley. Wow, that's a real, that's quite a description there. uh, Yeah, I don't know what they're really... I guess the comedy is supposed to be revolving around this single mother who is living in Napa Valley that's struggling with alcohol. She works in the restaurant business. Uh, I I don't know. To me, I, I guess they're really hoping that the characters alone will drive this show. And if that's the case, great. I mean, maybe they have something there that I'm just not seeing right away. But I just don't – it didn't seem really, really memorable for me even though I've only caught one episode. And I will say I've already kind of made enough decision for me, even though I know I probably should have given it more than one episode. I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. Yeah. Um, I really I'm going to be passing. So. If my wife wants to keep watching it, that's fine with me. Yeah, and that but would be the same for me. Yeah. 
but I, I don't think I'll be watching it. There's just not a whole lot I I no. liked. There was more things probably I disliked. You know, I just thought it was kind of bland in some areas. I did I did not really laugh hard at all. Maybe some light chuckles here and there, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't enough there to really get me excited about it. So I'm probably going to be passing on Moms as well. Yep. So. The next one I had on my list, another one, Chris, I'm not sure if you got to catch uh, at all, but it was Trophy Wife. Did you see Trophy Wife? It airs I on- did not, but I saw some of the promos. Okay. So at first I thought it was going to be like The Good Wife, but obviously it's a comedy. So No, it's definitely a comedy. Uh, it's it's uh, airs on ABCs, by the way, on Tuesday nights at 9.30, 8.30 Central. First aired on September 24th. Uh, program creators is... Emily Halpern uh, and Sarah Haskins, and it stars Malin uh, Ackerman, which, by the way, is probably the best part about the show. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to throw that right there. But it also has Bradley Wil- uh, Wilford, which I – do you like Bradley? I, Bradley's one of these guys. He always plays – he always plays like a creepy jerk. You know what I mean? Like in all the movies he ever plays in, he always plays that one guy you, you, you're not supposed to like whatsoever. And now he's starring in a in a situation comedy that you are supposed to, I guess, you know, like in some way. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know if there was really enough there again, just kind of like Moms, where I don't know if I like if I'm going to continue watching it. Maybe I will just because you know. It, it, I mean, it is definitely a great cast. I will say that. Um. So you said. So you said you did not see it. Is that what you said? I did not. Um. But then again, like the premise and all that, meh, didn't really grip me. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of great shows that well, I'm just not really into that. You know. Yeah. Let's take a rest of the. This is a good point. Yeah. The premise. You know, the party mm-hmm. girl. Uh, you know, basically, had instantly gets this family because she she gets uh, she falls in love with a man with three uh, th- three children, right? Uh, with two judgmental ex wives. Okay, so th- I mean, but that doesn't sound super original. I think we've had some shows no. in the past that are like that, right? Haven't we? Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even that um, sixteen hundred pin. I mean, it was a little bit like that. Okay, um, because you know the now president um, ended up marrying what is her name from Dharma and Greg? What's her face? Oh, anyway, um, yeah, um, uh, Jen oh, Elfman, I'll, right? Jane Elfman, thank you. Yes, yeah. that's it. Um, and so you know there was a little bit of the you know trophy wife uh, name calling every once in a while, but I really don't think those two are that far apart in age, really. Yeah, uh, I. I, I, I in TV land, they are, but not really in real life. No, right. Well, they got some some talented young kids. They're playing the kids, or the, these kids that uh, that this guy has. That sh- that basically, definitely, Malin's character, whose name is Kate, is going to definitely be struggling with throughout the episodes, trying to balance all of a sudden becoming a mother. These three kids who are not the best kids in the world, right? They're pretty. Uh, they could be pretty mischievous you know or getting get cause a lot of trouble there's at one point in the in the pilot where she's got a she's got a cover for the one kid and has to drink an entire bottle of vodka right in front of the principal or whatever it was and that led to a a pretty funny scene probably the funniest scene in the entire episode so like i said i love malin so i think i think i'll i think i'll 
maybe consider okay. giving it another episode. Let's put it that way. I'm okay. not I'm still not quite sure why Bradley is on the show, but <laughs> he's not. Um, it's not that he's a bad actor, but maybe I don't know. Maybe there's enough there where it could it could have legs. I don't know. We'll see. And when a show involves kids as like cast members, like main cast members, yes, I'm always so harsh on kids. I mean, it's like <laughs> you hate Mad kids. Men. That's what it is. <laughs> well, like on Mad Men. I love, I mean, Sally Draper, um, the actress who plays her, mm-hmm. is amazing. Ms. Shimka? Yeah, she's yes. fantastic, right? She is absolutely amazing. I'm just like, why can't they all act as well as she can? You know? Well, this Bailey uh, Madison, it's, she plays the older girl, or the older daughter in this, mm-hmm. and she's pretty good. I have seen her in some other movies. I'm trying to think that was one of them. Was She was in one of the Adam Sandler movies with, uh, I'm trying to think. Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. I'll come to me. I think she was in that. Uh, she definitely is for the little bit. What I'm basically what I'm trying to say is the little bit I have seen her before in other things. I could tell she seemed to be a little bit more talented than some of the other young actresses that are available okay. right now. So I hopefully there is enough there with these kids um, that they'll be able to really make it work because I do think that's where they're going for for here is that this young lady who's thrown herself into this lifestyle that she wasn't prepared for, mm-hmm. and will she be able to, to balance this out and make it work? And I'm sure that part of it's going to be her trying to deal with these kids and, you know, like I said, being a mother. And then, of course, you got that other aspect of her very judgment, his very judgmental ex-wives giving her a hard time about stuff. So, right. I, you know, hopefully there'll be enough there. This cast will really build up enough characters where we're going to be. I definitely think, I think it's... To, for me, it felt like it ha- I think there was a little bit more there than, say, like Mom was, that where I probably will consider going back and taking another view. Okay. Okay. That, yeah, sounds good. Uh, another one that I think you, correct me if I'm wrong, you want to watch it, but you haven't caught it yet. It just aired the other day, The Millers, it right? It aired the other day, right, The Millers, and it conflicted with a bunch of stuff, and I didn't see that. Where yeah. It was it's... like, you're going to have to cancel one of them, and I didn't see that message right away, and so it went away, and it didn't record it. But, I mean, you know, well, Will Arnett, I have to see anything he's in. Absolutely, I love that guy, absolutely. So. Well, it airs It airs on the magical Thursday night CBS lineup, in which right. we will all agree that this this lineup CBS is trying to put together on Thursday nights is some a lot of comedy gold on here, uh, especially with their powerhouse, Big Bang Theory. Uh, mm-hmm. It comes on at uh, CBS 8.30, 7.30 Central. Uh, program uh, creator was Greg uh, Garcia. It stars Will Arnett, which you mentioned earlier. There's a lot of other stars in it, but let's be honest with you, most of these, most of the stars, I did not. I'm not really super familiar. Margot uh, Madaly, Madaly, uh, Madaly. Uh, oh, he does have uh, Briar uh, Bridges, isn't it? Bridges yeah, is Bo in Bridges. Bo Bridges, I mean, is in it. He's really good. I like him too. Yeah, he's really good in it. So, but a lot of the other ones. Uh, oh, uh, that BJ Smooth. Is it Smove? Smove, whatever. He's the guy that was uh, in, um, oh, um, Till Death. He came mm-hmm. in kind of later on and played Kenny. I like him, too. He's pretty funny as well. Uh, but, yeah, the cast was really good. Uh, will Arnett, of course, like you said. If Will's in it, I will definitely at least give right. it a chance. So did you want me to ca- tell you what yeah, I thought of it? recap it, even though I've already been sold on the show. But let's let's hear how you enjoyed the first episode or didn't. Well, the premise is, is pretty kind of simple. Will's parents 
um, which is played by Margot and um, uh, Bridges. They are okay. So he's basically he's he was get, he was getting he was he was engaged to this one gal and decided he's going to get divorced or he's not or he's going to separate. He's not he's not going to stick with her. And so so he announces to his parents that this is what's going to happen. And so Bo Bridges' character and, and Margot's character, they, they're the two married couples. They decided, you know what? He's like, I want out then because he says, I've been with you for 40-something years, and I've always been sticking to this marriage, and I want out. And it just kind of creates a huge just whirlwind of issues now for Will's character and the guy, and uh, and also for his sister's character. And Okay, I was thinking that was his sister, but I didn't know if that was like his ex-wife or – yeah, no, right. That, yeah, his sister, right. So now, okay. so now these two brothers and sisters have to deal with their separated parents, and they're kind of like battling out who's going to, you know, live with who kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, so the premise itself is like, okay, that you know, that's not anything super original or anything. But I will tell you, after watching the pilot, out of most of the shows that I have watched. As far as the comedies this season, this is one where there was at least a couple of parts where I was rolling laughing. I mean, like, I was just losing it. Um, there is a point where the two parents are talking about the last time they had sex in front of Will's character, and he is just, like, completely freaking out. It was very, Much very like funny. Much like he did in Arrested Development. Yes, yes. There, you're gonna you're gonna see a little bit of his character come out. I think sometimes it's kind of hard for me whenever I watch Will because I do think of his character from Rusted yeah. Development a lot of times. Now that I'm actually watching the show, thanks to Netflix, I. But yes, he. It's just there's a lot of uncomfortable comedy situations that have that happen early on in the first episode, which makes for me a great comedy because I like things that are just really ridiculous, very immature most of the time, and there was a lot of that in there, and I was laughing, Chris. I was laughing pretty hard, Good. and probably a little harder than all the comedy so far we've mentioned. I probably, other than We Are Men, because there was a couple of, couple of scenes in the in the first episode I watched of We Are Men that where I laughed, you know, pretty somewhat hard, but this <clears> one, <throat> I really, there was, like I said, at least one or two scenes where I was just having a hard time controlling myself laughing so hard, so... To me, that's always a good sign for myself that this is good. Now, I don't know if this is going to work for everyone, of course, but I think if you are a fan of Will, I'm not really familiar with with Margot, but she was fantastic playing uh, his mother. So I think um, I I think this one has some legs. Um, I hope so because I um, unfortunately because of couple of things you know up all night got canceled and i really liked him in that yeah so i'm hoping it doesn't have the kind of problems that one did and they get to go on for a while yeah uh and as a side point since everybody of course that listens to our show knows that i'm a huge survivor fan uh cochran who was the winner of last year's uh season of survivor he is on the writing staff for this john cochran is on the writing staff for the Millers, he's uh, been, of course, talking a lot about it online. I need to send him a tweet and tell him how much I enjoyed it last uh, uh, watching it. But yeah, so he's on it, or he's on the rotting staff. So which he's has very been very excited about, as you can imagine. I, I couldn't imagine what it'd be like to to be on a writing staff for uh, for a comedy show. That'd be fantastic. So anyway, big thing for him. Just thought I'd throw that out there. But yeah, I I'm hoping 
Chris, just like you are, that this thing has legs and it will stay on for a while. If for anything, so Will has a successful show again. That would be right. Great. I I want to see him as much as possible. So TV show works great. Mm, very good. Okay, what about the crazy ones that aired on September 26th on CBS Thursday nights, 9, 8 Central? Program creator David E. Kelly, stars Wally Williams, Sarah jo- yeah. uh, Michelle Gellar, and James Walk. What did you think about the crazy ones? I think now, you did see I know this, right? it just killed everything in the ratings as far as new shows go, and it had... Well, at least huge, in that time slot, right? Right, in that time slot, and it was, you know, and, all this stuff. And now, in all fairness, it is on CBS, and we've talked about right. it before. Right after Big Bang. Which right is after a Big huge Bang. Lead-in. Um, I have to say, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Um, right. You know, love. I mean, is this like since Mork and Mindy has Robin Williams had his own TV show? It's been a it, long time, I believe. So been a long time, and I don't know. I for some reason, even though this is a brilliant, this is like you know the opposite of Don Draper type of character <laughs> yeah. for this advertising agency. And I love that he had a life-size Rock'em Sock'em robot in his office. Right, uh, right. That was amazing. But uh, I don't know. I just didn't think it was as funny. I mean, now, granted, last time I saw Robin Williams playing off someone uh, in a TV show, it was Jonathan Winters. So, I mean, mm. you know... It's a little tricky to compare those two, um, right? Versus Robin in in the current uh, cast of the show, but uh, I don't know. I didn't like it as much as I thought, but I didn't hate it. Do you think it's ironic that James Walk is now in two shows that have to do with advertising? For those of you who don't know, James plays uh, Bob Benson in the hit that's show. That's why he uh, looks so Man familiar. Man. Whenever yeah. <laughs> he was in modern clothing, it just totally threw me there. <laughs> well, yeah. And you know what's so funny is James, I thought, was one of the more charming characters on the show. I thought he uh, kind of balanced things out a little bit when it becomes when it comes to Robin's, uh, Robin Williams' character. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing about this show. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. If for if you're somebody out there listening to this and you love everything Robin Williams does, you love his crazy antics and his like crazy faces and all the funny you know constant goofing and kidding around that he does on a you know for every character he ever seems to do. If you like that, you're probably gonna really enjoy the crazy one. See, for me, there's times where Robin Williams will make me smile and laugh, but there's a lot of times that I just go, ah, it's not really working for me. I, I, I'm afraid that there might be just too much of that in there because I'm sorry, and I don't know if this is the writings, writing issue here or what, but Sarah Michelle Gellar, this is not really working for Ugh. me in this, this, this I, character. I've never – when when they announced it was her and Robin Williams, Robin Williams yes. I was like, does she do comedy? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen right. her in a comedy. I, so. I've heard other critics say, like Alan Sepulwall was saying the other day, that if she's written pro- properly, she could be funny. I guess like at times she would be funny in Buffy, which I never watched Buffy. But yeah. th- there was times where she could be funny when she was written properly, but these writers are not doing that for her. And I'm afraid that you know, unless something happens here – where they kind of change things around a little bit and make it to where she can be somewhat funny. I don't know if there's going to be enough there. If we're just holding on to just crazy antics from Robin Williams on a regular basis, 
I don't know how the show will last, but it is on CBS. It comes on right after Big Bang. It mm-hmm. could build enough of an audience to where even if they decide they want to move it away from Thursday night's lineup, there might be enough there where it can hold on for a while. And not to mention it ha- it stars a huge huge characters, you know, with both Sarah, Sarah Michelle and Ron, of course, is huge people that in both, Hollywood. Yes. So they, they could, they could hold the show alone for a while. I know mm-hmm. that everyone in my household seems to enjoy it. I'm the only one that thinks it's just okay. It hasn't really made me laugh very much. Here's the saddest part. The funniest scene I thought in the pilot was portrayed by, um, the singer, um, Oh my gosh, Kelly Clarkson! Uh, Kelly Clarkson! I thought that whole scene right there, and don't get me wrong, one of the funniest parts about it was when Robin Williams and James Walk was doing this, like uh, trying to come up with this jingle, and they're like going through just back and forth from each other, and just her playing off of that, I thought was really, really great, and that was one of the better scenes in the pilot. So mm-hmm. I just. And I definitely think that they really need to focus, by the way, on that part is that the chemistry between James and Robin Robin seem to be really working there. So I would concentrate on it. But here's the problem. I think they really want it to be off of Robin and Sarah's characters. I think they want those two to play, you know, play off each other really well. And I'm not seeing that. No. I know she's supposed to be more of the, you know, like, I went to college for yes. this ad degree and right. you just kind of pull things out of your hat type of scenario. And, yes. You yeah. know, and, but still, you, you know, you can't just be, I mean, you know, Robin Williams doesn't, he's, his comedy doesn't need a straight man. He, he will just say bizarre things. He will just do bizarre things. Yeah. He doesn't really need someone to play off of. Right. I mean. Admittedly, he does sometimes, but, uh, you know, I think that's what James is there for and everything. But uh, I don't know. This one is very meh. If it wasn't right after Big Bang and I didn't have anything else to watch, I'll watch it. But I yeah. think I was let down by the excitement of seeing Robin, Robin Williams back, back on TV, on TV yeah. show. Right. And, and if a lot of people feel that way, it's in trouble. But otherwise, I think it might have at least legs to to make it through, maybe even get picked up again just because of the cast and, and where it's right. at. And it's on CBS and all that other stuff we mentioned earlier. So it wouldn't surprise me if it makes it. But for me, it was it was it was just OK. Right. So, Chris, you want to move into a, another show me and you were very excited about hearing that was going to be on television, and that would be Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which, of course, aired on September 24th on ABC. It's on Tuesday nights on the 8 and 7 o'clock Central Time. Everyone knows these are creators and writers, uh, the Whedon brothers, Josh and his brother Jed, are, of course, pretty much all over this thing uh chris they are they're they're, this is pretty much their their baby isn't it right so uh clark greg greg stars in it uh comes back stars in it and who else is on in this thing um how do you pronounce is that ming is that ming na wing how do you pronounce her name i know i know I, I, i i know i'm botching that name but she stars in it as well Chloe Bennett's in it. Uh, I thought, what did you? Let's start off with the. What did you first of all? What did you think about it? When when you have you how many have you watched all the episodes so far? I've watched two. Has there been three? Because it may I be on my DVR. There might have been one that just. I th- yeah, the third one should have just aired if I remember right. Okay, so I've we're seen recording two, this and on the, the third one's on my DVR. Yeah. So okay, well I. 
yeah. So so what did you I have I will be the first to be honest and tell you I have only watched the pilot. I was spoiled about who comes in on the second episode. So mm-hmm. I do know that big spoiler. Uh but I've only seen the pilot unfortunately. Uh but I I think I've seen enough to where I can at least, you know, make some comments about it. But I really am interested to see uh what did you think of it? Well, did you like the TV series and I'm only counting the first season as it of uh, Heroes on NBC. Okay, the first season of Heroes, I thought there was something there. Like, I was really intrigued and exciting about it. Um, unfortunately, as we all know, the show really took a dive as as the show went on, and it just really struggled to keep it going. And But early on, I really liked it, and I know where you're going with it. For those people who don't know anything about the whole Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, if you're just coming to us as this as this being a fun television show about people with superpowers or whatever, then that's probably what you're going to think of when you see this. You're going to think of, oh, this is going to be another Heroes, right? Right. Okay. And I figured that's where you're going with that. And because you know, when when you have a property that is part of another property, I mean, you have Shield, which mm-hmm. is a you know. A, basically an entity in the marvel universe you're like oh we'll see spider-man swinging in the background or so and so show up and i think it's just like that's what everyone wants this to be is is the superhero showcase the guys who can't pull their own movie tier you know drop them down to tv guest appearances but i really don't see that happening every week you know uh no i don't think it is gonna happen every week Dazzler and Moon Knight aren't going to just suddenly swoop in and help them out kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. I I do not... I think that could be the one thing that could really kill this show is that the fans that are going to be watching this are hardcore comic book, you know, geeky guys like myself who are going to be expecting something that I don't know if they're going to be able to deliver... On a regular basis, and that could be an issue for them. Now, right? well, yes, but I mean, Smallville didn't really deliver a lot of DC heroes, you know, and that lasted ten seasons. So, you know, you can get by with just, you know, one here, one there, maybe your season finale, season opener, something like that. But uh, right. I just have a feeling Marvel, because there's so many movies out, because it's now owned by Disney, they're expecting big things. You know, they want, you know, the big, they essentially want the Avengers, the TV show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they, they do. That's that's what they're hoping for. They really are. So, I, yeah, I from the episode I saw, I definitely enjoyed it. I did you know, like just taking as as a fun adventure action type science fiction show. I thought that's definitely got some legs there. It's it's certainly something that's going to be fun and exciting to watch, right? You know, which yeah. there's not a whole lot of that on television at the moment. You know, a lot of those shows are either been ended or whatever. So yeah, there's not a lot of real actiony shows. So and especially that it delves in that science fictiony type realm. Mm-hmm. That I think, which has there's an audience out there for that. So I definitely think it, it could last no it matter could. what, just because of that. 
So it, it will be interesting to see how they balance all that out and still give a lot of the Marvel fans what they want, enough of it what they want, but also still making a show that the average fan out there, or the average TV goer is going to maybe want to tune in to every week to see something like yes. this. Right. I mean, you know, if there's a audience for Revolution and Dome – there's definitely going to be those kind of people that would like this because, again, it's science fiction action, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. That's what it is it, at its core. You don't need to know the Marvel Universe. You just watch the show and learn the characters of the primary cast, and you're fine. Yeah, and I think, like you said, I think they're going to really hope it, too, to build off of the excitement from the Avengers, you know, because you got mm-hmm. Clark Gregg that comes in place, uh, Philip Council, or, you know, comes back. Then you've got... Uh, the also too in the pilot, and I don't know if she comes back on a regular basis, but um, and I'm trying to think of her character's name right now, but uh, the one that's played by help me out here, thinking of the Avengers movies, um, girl from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Hold on, I'm thinking here. <laughs> Who am I trying to think of? Um, um, oh well, I only know her is that you know who your your mother. Kobe Summers plays Kobe. Uh, me, there we go. Yeah, Kobe. She plays. Uh, Mira Hill in the character Mira Hill. Now that, she was, of course, in the Avengers movies, right? Uh, yeah, she yeah. was one of the agents. Now I, I, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to be an, uh, a re- reoccurring character, but you know, I, I could tell that right off the bat when I was watching it. You know, I felt like wow, they're going to really trying to capitalize on like those almost being like a, an entity off of the movie Avengers. You know what I mean? And even though it has really nothing to do with the Avengers necessarily, but you know what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, that's one of the best things about Marvel. It's all set in New York. So, you know, it wouldn't be uncommon in a comic book to have, you know, an X-Men show up and a Spider-Man or whatever, because they all live in New York. So there is a commonality, you know, a, a central kind of place for them to all show up. So, Right. Well, I think it. I think it's going to last. I really do, just because of all those other things we mentioned um, I would be surprised uh, if it doesn't. I mean, I think the network ABC is looking for a, another big hit. I think they're gonna they're gonna gamble on Joss as much as possible, you know. And I think they'll they'll ride with it, you know, as long as he's staying involved. I, from what I understand, he is planning on being involved as much as possible. So, I I wouldn't be surprised for them to to keep it going for as long as they can, unless the just numbers continue to you know get worse or something like that for him. Right, I and I definitely think um, it's going to be a show. I think they almost have to be a show that you don't have to be a big Marvel fan. You know, they're going to have to just be, you know, their own entity almost. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree one hundred percent. So I, I see it's gonna. I think it's like I said. I, th- I think there's enough there. That it's, it's gonna. It's gonna be okay. So. Well, uh, let's move on to another show, another comedy. We've got two more comedies left, okay? okay. Uh, the next show is the Michael J. Fox Show, uh, which mm-hmm. airs on NBC. It looks like it's on Thursday nights at 9.30, 8.30 Central. Uh, of course, no surprise, it stars Michael J. Fox, uh, Wendell right. Price. Uh, let's see, what else do I have here to say about it? It's, it's program director uh, Samuel Obey. William Glunk, what did you think of the Michael J. Fox show? You did watch the Michael J. Yes. Fox show. Uh, I have to say, me, both me and my wife loved it. We were laughing out loud. I thought, oh, good. 
there was some good stuff. Um, I even liked the kids in the show. You know, they they're all great. So I good. really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I forgot to mention too, Betsy Brannett plays in it, which uh, for those of you big ba- Breaking Bad fans knows, uh, that's pretty much most people will remember her from in there as playing uh, the character uh, Maria and. Uh, Breaking Bad, Hank's wife. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So you, so you were loving it. You enjoyed the oh, Michael yeah. J. Fox. I am so glad to hear this. It was great. I, I am going to be honest with you. I thought it was just okay. I, I did not laugh at very few parts of it. I, okay, I thought it was humorous at times. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Michael J. Fox. Okay, so let me start off by saying that I love Michael J. Fox. I am so excited to see him back in television, feeling well enough to even do this. And I want this thing to really do well and succeed. I think it has a pretty good cast. You even mentioned the ones of the kid, the, uh, the character, kids that are playing the character, or the character of the kids mm-hmm. were good. I do agree with that. I think they have something here. I just didn't find myself laughing a, a whole whole lot. And I think another thing that's going to hurt them though in the end will be their time slot. They are on yeah. Thursday night. 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern Time, that is a tough slot because you're, like you said earlier, earlier they're competing against CBS, which, you know, already has a gigantic audience because everyone's tuning into the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. So will they come over and still check out? It's almost like it's Michael J. Fox versus uh, Robin Williams is kind of... <laughs> it pretty much is. That's pretty much what we're looking at here. I mean, right? I mean, look yeah. at the other shows that are on Thursday night. Just trying to think off my top of my head here. But Thursday night, I mean, really is coming down to the crazy ones. Now, <clears throat> the crazy ones, I guess, is normally going to be at 8 o'clock central time slot. Is that correct? Um, in, I believe so, yes. Okay. For the time being, not the, <clears throat> I have not heard a change from it. Okay, so Michael J. is actually at 8.30. So uh, maybe, maybe Michael J. will be okay. Maybe people will... You know, tune off of after they see the crazy ones, and watch Michael J. That's that's what I'm hoping for. I, now, again, I since I didn't laugh as much as I was hoping I would, I don't. I'm trying to figure out if it was just because the writing wasn't working for me, or or what. But we'll see. I I just thought in the end it was just okay for me. But because it's Michael J. I'm going to continue to record the episodes and see how it progresses from here. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like for you, they've got you hooked. You're, they you're got, good to go. Yeah, both me and my wife, because now Great. Um, I, you know, Michael J. Fox, Family Ties, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, all this stuff. But my wife's a little bit younger, and um, one of the things she loved was uh, the son, uh, the the two kids, the daughter and the son were kind of fighting. She's like, Oh, you like Maroon Five, and he's like Adam Levine is a storyteller, and you know, <laughs> deal with it. And she thought that was hilarious because she loves Maroon Five. Of course. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it just had jokes, and no, it I did. Think, and you know, and Michael J. Fox, I mean, for having Parkinson's, is doing a great acting job. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, he's, absolutely. He's definitely a great part of the show. I guess I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. You know, he is no. Always been a, a, an amazing actor and a complete professional, and I'm sure he did not agree to do this without knowing for sure I can do this. And I think he's definitely proven that part that he can definitely do this. And so, as long as as long as everything continues to 
work well and everybody's getting the jokes like you guys are getting them and everything because apparently some of these great jokes must have unfortunately fell off on me and maybe i just needed to give it a better chance uh and and i definitely will so i have only watched the first two episodes unfortunately i need to go i think there's been some more since then and i need to go check them out but we will we will definitely give it a chance like i said earlier just because it's michael J. mm-hmm and the last one I wanted to mention, another comedy, The Goldbergs. I'm sure it shows a clip of Family Ties, the next show. <laughs> Perhaps. That's a very good possibility. Yes, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the Goldbergs uh, aired yes. on September 24th. This is an Adam uh, F. Gold, Goldberg production. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's basically kind of bases on Adam's childhood, from what I understand. Yes. Um, so he is, of course, a creator, producer, writer, uh, Seth Gordon, by the way, is also in the writing staff for I this. Saw, wasn't it a Happy Madison production or something like that? Is it really? Oh, I, I, I so. have to pay more attention. I did not pay attention to that part of it. Uh, Jeff Garland, of course, stars in it. So does, um, how does Wendy pronounce her last name? Mc, McLean Covety or whatever, how I'm pronouncing her. She's, of course, very funny. George Siegel's also in it. Did you watch the Goldbergs? At least the yes. pilot. Okay. I did yes. too. I watched the pilot. I've watched two episodes so far. And maybe I did watch the second episode. Now I'm trying to remember. Uh, anyway, it basically, uh, like I said earlier, the premise of the show is that it is supposed to represent Adam as a kid and his life with his parents growing up in the 80s, which, of course, immediately right away for me, yeah. as a kid growing up in the 80s, of course I've got to stop and at least give it a mm-hmm. chance just for that. He had me at that. He had me at that too, Chris. The so premise. was all was all this stuff working for you? What did you think about the Goldbergs? I I did. I thought it was um, you know, at first, you know, they introduced the dad and he's kind of a a distant type of character and stuff. I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be like every sitcom that has a dad in it that doesn't really know how to deal with children and he just <laughs> yells at them and da, da da da." But then they have the mom who is like this obsessive woman over her children like um the second episode opened up with the little boy like waking up with her staring at him and he's like oh you gotta stop doing that she's like well if you'd let me stare at you while you're awake we wouldn't play this game would we you know (laughs) she just loves her children and um yeah that overly protective mother yeah the only thing is i mean and this is not a knock against him in a way is i'm just Patton oswald does the voice and i was just like I like him in doses. I don't want to, you know, get too much Patton Oswalt. He's okay every once in a while. Oh, is that who's narrating this? Yes. Okay. I was, you know, I hadn't chance to look to see who was narrating this, but okay. Yeah. No. I. 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 Yeah. I totally can get that. Hopefully. I mean, I don't think. I don't think the show has strongly has to do with the narration. I don't think it's, you know, it's not like... It's a bit like the Wonder Years. It, I was going to say, it has that... Yeah. Right. They're trying to capitalize a little bit on the Wonder Years yeah. thing. But I don't think, like, in the Wonder Years, I, I thought that the narration was a really, in, really important part of it, I think. But I don't I don't know how much it's going to rely on that. We'll see. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I think both, both Wendy and Jeff can be very funny, so I think that they'll have something going there. I'm not quite sure about the George Siegel's character. I, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, he's supposed to be the crazy grandfather character, right, if I remember right? plays her dad i think or something and he's kind of yeah out there. he is like um well, i don't think he's really out there i just think he uh like um in the one episode you know the 
older son was trying to raise money for his rap group. And then so he's rapping to him and he's like, what's going on here? What is this stuff? You know, so he's just like one of these characters who thinks he's still hip, but everything he thinks is hip is ancient and things like that. Yeah. You know, I think for the average fan, I think people will probably enjoy it, uh, especially you know, if you if you like uh, lots of '80s references, and that's pretty much yep. all it is. It's not those great jokes about the '80s; they're just references and ones that yeah. me and you will be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." And if that's if that's enough for you to like make you want to watch it every you know every week, then I think you'll be fine. Uh, I do think that the writing is just okay, uh, but there is definitely was some points in there where I was laughing. I was definitely laughing. Uh, nothing super original, like I said, but I'm, I'm, the only concern I might have is maybe the actors that are playing the kids. Again, we talked about a lot with kids in this episode. I'm a little, cons- I'm not a hundred percent sold on these kids yet on whether or not they're going to really work for me. So yeah. that will be, that will, time will tell on that. But I definitely think there's at least enough here for me. I will continue to watch it for a while and see if it uh, continues to improve or whatever and continues there- to make me laugh. You know, they're very kind of um, aloof at what year it actually is. Right. So I'm thinking mid-80s somewhere, right? Yeah, I'm thinking um, the boy had a Ghostbusters poster, and that's 84. Mm-hmm. So at least 84, 85, something like that. Right. We could probably go and go through all the references so far they've had and maybe have at least a good time frame. Like you said, mm-hmm. you look around in his room and you can see the posters he had up and uh, some of the toys he's playing with. So me and you, if we wanted to, we could probably, yeah, you know, probably probably come with a good ballpark figure when it was. The, um, what I thought was really interesting is like after like the first episode, the guy cuts in his home movies and they're like actual scenes. Like he based this, scene yeah, in the show yeah. actually i mean it happened it played out like it did well that hopefully hopefully adam goldberg has has lots of really funny I think scenarios that happens within his life if his parents were really like this maybe he's got some comedy gold to come up and we could have some some good comedy maybe on our way so mm-hmm. that's all i can hope for um, I definitely think it's 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 got a little bit more legs for myself than other people. I could definitely see how maybe some people may not like it at all. Uh, but I, for me, I think there's enough there where I'm going to definitely continue to check it out and see see where it goes from there. Definitely. Now, as far as air, shows that have aired, that's all the ones that I have. Chris, was there any other ones that you have watched that not we have mentioned? That, no, not that has aired. Okay, for new stuff. All right. Um, I will say I do want to quickly mention um, Almost Human comes out on November 4th, which, of course, neither one of you have had a chance to watch yet. So that is going to air on the Fox Network. Definitely be looking for that. Um, uh, J.H. Wyman and I believe J.J. Abrams as well is involved in this thing. It's another science fiction, crime fiction type show starring uh, Carl Urban, which for those of you who are not sure who that is, if you've seen all the new reboot Star Trek films, he plays Bones in it. Uh, I really like Carl's work. I like him a lot, so I'm really excited to see where they go with this show. This could be another show, kind of falls in the same audience as uh, 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 the S.H.I.E.L.D. show is, you know, where they got some science fiction in it, you got some action in it. So, and even throw in the whole crime 
issues. So I think it might be a show that might be worthwhile for all of you to check out. Obviously, like I said, we haven't seen it yet, so we can't tell you for sure if it's going to be good. But I am definitely going to check it out. What about you, Chris? Are you planning on checking oh, it out? Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, sometimes JJ's name gets attached to things where he's very distanced from it. But uh, I don't think that's the case in this one. Okay. I think he's got some influence over it. If not, his hands are in it. His hands are but, in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. It was an interesting premise where, like, this. Um, guy you know when he he was on patrol and that was like when they had robots that were on it and he gets hurt and is frozen and now he's part robot or something so you know he distrusts the part that that he has become or something like that so i mean you know it'll be interesting yeah it will be interesting i think it's like i said it's definitely worthwhile checking out if you're a geeky kind of guy like me who loves science fiction-y type stuff, I think this might be something you would want to look into. Um, and it's, like I said, it's coming out on November 4th uh, on the Fox Network. So definitely be looking for that on November 4th. Uh, another show, by the way, that is on the air, I have not seen and I don't think you have, but I've heard good things, Blacklist. So if anybody out there have seen this Blacklist show, let me know because I've heard a lot of people talking good buzz about it. But when I saw, when I heard about the premise, I thought, well, that kind of sounds like the following. And I I was kind of surprised that it's doing well, but from what I understand, it has been doing well. So I'd be interested to hear if any of our fans have seen yeah. Blacklist. Let us know. Is this worth us checking out? I know one friend at work that is watching it uh, was supposed to be watching the, the first episode. I need to ask them if what they thought of it. But I would be very curious to see if anybody out there could give us some info and see if this is something that's worthwhile for us checking out too. So that's it for me, Chris. Uh, I don't know if you have anything else you want to add. Um, Not really because I'm – you know, cable doesn't really show that's fall is not their premiere time. So we'll be talking about that when cable starts putting out their new shows. Yes. Yeah. I did record the first episode of um, Masters of Sex on Showtime. So I'm going to watch that and I could be able to mention some things yeah. about that. Uh, and then maybe also, too, when we come back, maybe we could also mention hopefully by then we've watched Almost Human. We could also talk and see if we definitely. thought that one was any good. So, yeah, there's definitely some other new cable shows that we should uh, look into that are going to be starting up. Yes, I just want to apologize. If you hear a lot of clutter noise in the background, that's my dog (laughs) deciding to walk around, almost walking over my keyboard, uh, (laughs) finding every kind of plastic bag or crinkly thing and playing with them. Uh, So, Well, your dog is our, our sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. He basically, yeah, he was going to put on some links for me. He's part of the show from now on. I'm putting him on the staff. (laughs) So we'll see. Um, But yeah, I have to say, though, um, when I was watching the like the, you know, build up to the fall TV show, I was like not seeing a lot of good stuff. But I have to say the stuff that I did want to see has been strong. I'm like, oh, great. How am I going to fit all of these shows in? I already have a busy TV schedule. Well, and, and that's the thing. You know, there's going to be some of these shows, even the ones that I said I'm going to continue watching, mm-hmm. there will be some of those that unfortunately will drop off where I'll yep. get behind on it and then just get to the point where I decide, you know what? I don't want to – I've gone this long. I'm not going to watch And that's happened to me before in the past. Oh, yeah. And um, – Sometimes I get lucky and that show gets canceled anyway, and then I don't feel too yeah. bad about it. <laughs> then you just feel sad, like, oh, I was going to watch that. Yeah. So, but hopefully a couple of these ones right. 
stick and we'll be able to continue to keep watching them. And like you said, maybe some gold would come out of this list. That would be great. Still not sure if I've seen the gold yet, but sometimes uh, as time goes on, it turns into gold. So we'll – I mean it's not like any of these shows we saw so far is like amazing. You know, you know, know, like sometimes we watch a show and from the first episode you go, this is special. You know what I mean? I finally had that moment, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I think I did off air is I finally sat down to watch Breaking Bad. And when you watch the pilot, you go, amazing. I mean, and that happens sometimes. You watch a particular show, and it just everything is just so great. You just know you're watching something that's good television. And I don't know if I necessarily saw that with any of these shows, but I definitely see some stuff that has some really good potentials. You know? Definitely. So we'll see. Okay. Well, we don't have anything planned for our next episode, really. Uh, no. we, like you said, we can maybe come back and, and mention some other new stuff that we can see. Maybe me and you will come up with some funny, fun, gimmicky-type um, episode we can do. Well, I But we're definitely going to come back. You got some ideas, maybe? Well, um, we did catch a lot of movies over the summer. We could just give a quick That's rundown yeah. of now that all of them are coming out on DVD, what, what we plan to actually watch again. That's a good idea. We could definitely do that. So basically, folks, what we're saying is we're gonna, we'll come up with something. We're back for a while. Chris and I was hoping we were going to be hired by uh, TVTalk.com. That didn't happen. So oh, well. we're, we're free agents again. Yep. <laughs> we're free agents to having fun. be able to have fun and talk about uh, movies and television that maybe uh, you might find uh, good as well. So maybe we can help you find something fun to oh, watch. And um, there's going to be mid-season, of course, replacements, and we'll talk about them. That's true. That's true. So There's plenty to talk about in movie and television. Oh, yeah. Plenty of new stuff we can cover. Definitely. Well, Chris, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's good to always talk to you. Maybe uh, Why don't you go ahead and let people know how they can contact us in case um, they have a question. Sure, they can contact us through a couple of means, uh, mainly dog. Uh, they, <laughs> they can contact us through email at whattowatchpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or, no, wait. It's feedback at, uh, feedback. at whattowatchpodcast.com. Yes. yes. Feedback at whattowatchpodcast. Man, I got to get my notes again. Oh, that's all right. Um, And then you can... Either tweet to me at Dr. Quest, D-R-Q-U-E-S-T, on Twitter, or Jeremiah J. Panhorse at uh, Twitter, or his Madman recap, if you want to hear him talk about a particular show. Yep, um, you can still you can still find me at madmanpodcast.com. We're Mad still podcasting Madman. Yep. Madman's uh, going to be around for a while. Two more seasons. Yeah. Don't get me started on that, but if you are curious about uh, my thoughts. And I thought his... Your last episode with your special guest, and she was really good. I liked it. Yeah, she's a very, very talented uh, young lady. She's a writer, Mm -hmm. lives in the Los Angeles area. Uh, So uh, Elise Crane Durham, you can find her at EliseRamblings.com. She's a writer there. Uh, yeah, we, me and her discussed the splitting of the last season into two parts. So that is the last episode. You can check that out. Good content. That's pretty much the most of the episode was about was us talking and complaining yeah. more than anything about that. Uh, but there's also some feedback stuff in there as well. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, and if you're a fan of Mad Men, I think uh, hopefully you would enjoy that podcast. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's it for us. Yes. And, That'll uh, wrap it up. All right, man. Well, you take care. I'll see you around. <laughs>